you have to always make sure that you are helping your customers who are beautifully and wonderfully dissatisfied, even though they're saying that they're very happy because there's always something that you can improve on. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and I focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined today by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing? I am pumped, man. I am so excited to continue this series that that we got going on around Jeff Bezos' philosophy. Yeah, so so in the first episode in this series, we talked about Jeff's philosophy on growth. And this part of Jeff's first shareholder letter, we're going to be talking about his philosophy on customer obsession. Do you want to give a little bit of context? I know we talked about it in last week's episode, but in case folks missed that first episode. Do you want to give us a little bit of context about this letter before we dive into part two today? Yeah, sure. I mean, if people can go listen to that one, if you haven't, it'd be, it'd be cool. The reason we're doing this is because I stumbled upon Jeff Bezos' letter to the shareholders from 1997, where they literally went public and he came up and he shared some incredible wisdom. And I ended up reading all the 30 years worth of his, you know, 30 letters that he has sent. And they are literally goldmine across the board. And I came up with four different philosophies that I thought were so unique, so interesting, and and so helpful for me as a founder and to hopefully people listening in leadership roles. And so I I decided like, you know what, I'm just not going to write it down. We're going to do a podcast series on it. And who better not to do this about Jeff Bezos, who is the richest man in the world and, and having a company that has reached a trillion market cap after just one other company in the world, which is Apple. So that's what we're we're talking about. And, and the, hopefully the thoughts in this are going to make you wonder if we are thinking big enough and if we have the sense of urgency that someone like Jeff Bezos is trying to implore in his organization for the last 30 years. Phenomenal. And to think that they started in 1994, which I, I guess to some could seem like a long, long time ago, but to think about how massive the company is now and the fact that they just started in the 90s, uh, it's, it's crazy. So let's go on ahead and dive in, Sangram, on Jeff Bezos, uh, his, his obsession over customers. Talk to us about you know, what you took away from this part of the letter as it relates to, to customer obsession. Right, so the first thing, like I felt we were in this brave new world where customer obsession or uh, being customer obsessed is the new thing. Do you hear about being customer obsessed quite a bit, James? I do. I do. Right? And I hear and I feel like, oh, that's an evolution from this mentality of customer first, maybe to customer only or customer something, centric. Customer centricity. Yeah. yeah. All those, right? Well, this is a letter from 1997, uh, you know, 30 years ago. And in the very first letter in the shareholders, he says, obsess over customers. So everyone who got, who's talking about customer first or customer centricity, like he had that as one of his main pillars in 1997 as part of how he's planning to run the company. And we all know that he, it has been true for all of us because we all get random Amazon boxes in front of our house, <laughs> especially 
in the holiday season and stuff. So customer obsession is something that he coined in, in many ways. Maybe there are other people who said, but he practiced it, preached it, and implemented it in his organization. And there were some really incredible things he said in the very first letter. The first thing, James, he talked about that I did not know that it was so early. I thought the whole one-click review recommendation features, personalization are like the new things that we get to talk about now on the podcast because we're the cool kids, right? And all that. But he talked about that in 1997 in his very first letter where he's talked about the fact that he's going to focus, and I have the letter right here with me. He literally says, one-click shopping is, is going to vastly improve and we're going to have more reviews and we'll have more content. We'll have more browsing options and we're going to have recommendation features and we're going to have personalization. Now you think about that for a second. Like in 1997, he's talking about that. That just blew me away. Yeah. So was he talking about it because those features were already inside of Amazon or was he talking about it saying like, hey, this is this is the vision of what's to come? Well, here's the thing. It was only three years, three years since the beginning. 1994 is when Amazon was launched. A lot of people forget about that. This is, 90, this is 1997. So it's literally been three years since they even got the World Wide Web on, right? <laughs> and he called it in this, literally says, hey, we realize that the web, the worldwide web is really worldwide wait. People are waiting to get stuff and, and we want to take opportunity. So he's talking about a few things that were already there, but he was talking about, I, I don't think I, I, I will have to go back and, and maybe somebody can correct me on this. Is I feel, I don't know if they had all the recommendations engine in 1997 in the first three years. But of he was already product. talking about it. Yeah, but he was already talking about it. He was talking about personalization, which is, Something, if you're in B2B right now, you're probably thinking about, hey, we should have some personalization tag on our website. So like, so we're talking about it now as if it's the new thing. But if you think about companies that are leading market leaders, they were talking about it. Like in this case, Amazon was thinking and talking about that in 1997 when, they, when there wasn't even a whole worldwide web adoption across the board. It was just an explosion. But he was thinking about the customer obsession piece at that yeah. time. That's wild. The the second piece from this portion of the letter, Sangram, you you mentioned that one of the things that Jeff said is that he loves that customers are divinely discontent. Can you explain that to us? <laughs> oh man, that was a theme across the board. In I think many of his letters, he I feel like he takes joy and pleasure in that, which is so weird to think about. But he takes joy and pleasure, and he's like, hey, look, we know the fact that our customers are never going to be happy. And we want to make sure that we are always thinking about that our customers are beautifully and wonderfully dissatisfied, dissatisfied, even when they report being happy and business is great. Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. He's literally saying he knows and they as a company know that their customers are always beautifully and wonderfully dissatisfied, even when they report being happy. And business is great. What he's really saying, James, in my opinion, is that even if your business is going up and to the right, maybe maybe you had the best Q4 in your organization, maybe you had the best sales numbers or marketing numbers to report on or one team numbers to report on in your organization. You may have all these things going on and you maybe you have a great NPS score, maybe on G2 Crowd right now, you have a ton of customers who are saying, rave, getting, giving you raving reviews. If you are not careful, 
and just look at that for the face value and you're not going after the customers and trying to figure out how do we make them even more successful, even more happier, you're missing the point. Like do not do not just kind of sit around and, and be thankful for amazing, great reviews that you're getting. You have to always make sure that you are helping your customers who are beautifully and wonderfully dissatisfied even though they're saying that they're very happy because there's always something that you can improve on. Yeah. I, I love that mindset. It's such a, it really is a transformational mindset to, to think we can always be better. We can never rest on our laurels. We can never rest on, you know, the praise that someone gave us. We're constantly getting better. We're constantly making progress toward becoming even greater. And so I, that's incredible. It seems obvious now, looking back on it, seeing the success that they've had, why they have achieved that success. This third thing that you mentioned, Sangram, is that even when they don't yet know it, that customers want something better, which this is related to your second talking point, but can you elaborate on this one? Yeah. So this goes right back to the innovation part of it. And the the first one, when we talked about the fact that uh, in the day one letter, the first letter, he said that they're going to make bold decision, not timid, and we're going to work for long-term, not short-term, long-term, but not short-term. I think in in those statements, he was creating this, this freedom for himself and every employee at Amazon to come up with things that they can create for their customer experience to be better and better and better and better. And, and I think in this point where, where I felt this was, again, a common theme across this whole customer obsession thing, that he continues to make sure that it's, it's in, in some way, shape, or form mentioned in every one of his letters, he's literally saying that even when they don't know, when even your customers don't know yet, like what they want, is the same thing as Henry Ford uh, you know, famously said, well, if I would have asked people what they want, they would have said faster horses. Well, mm. that's really not what they want. They want something different, right? And what is that different is something that we have to constantly invent. So he was putting the seeds of innovation in the not only the minds of the shareholders, but also the minds of every one of his employees, and even in the minds of the customers, which is why Amazon is one of very few companies who openly share reviews of their own things, their own services, other people's services, other people's products. All of it is just open source, so everybody can see what's going on. And they they invite this, this idea of giving getting feedback to help them invent and create better experiences. I love it. So Sangram, as we close out this episode, what is your challenge to the listener? Oh, I'm I'm going to rub people the wrong way with this challenge big time because I feel like I personally don't think I, as someone works at Terminus and as customer obsessed as I should be. So this has given me a kick in my butt and we're starting things like, you know, customer of the month program since I read this. So every month we're going to have a customer come in our office, spend a day, there's a whole bunch of things we're doing around that. And it's just going to continue. And I'm trying to figure out what else could we do to truly be not just logos on the wall, but actually see and meet and hear from our customers in flesh, not just for the sales and marketing teams, but the engineering team, the product team, the special ops team, the finance team. They all need to know who our customer is and what they look like. So we we can do a whole conversation on what that program looks like. But the question and challenge for everybody is that, are you truly customer obsessed? Are you okay. truly customer obsessed? Because we all can say and do two different things. And that's a challenge and question for everybody. And as we always say, and we want to finish with, with this, is that without a community, we are simply a commodity. So we thank everybody to be being part of this community and helping us learn together. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. 
To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.